This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Chill, the leader of LOD. Uh, I got a lot of requests to hit you up, so I'm glad you uh, saw this interview, man. I'm really looking forward to it. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. I'm glad to be here. I uh, I absolutely would love to address the Outlands community, man. I feel very passionate about the server, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you. Yeah, let's just uh, let's start off with uh, who you are, who LOD is, um, you know, what you guys are doing on the server, and just start there, I guess. Yeah, so my uh, in-game character name is, is Chill. My Discord handle is also Chill. I'm the guild master of a guild called LOD, which stands for Legends of Darkness. We started recruiting approximately two to three days before the server started, so it was kind of something I put together pretty quickly. Uh, although the guild's been around since around 2000, I put everything together fairly quickly. I had originally been playing a server and, and had LOD set up on another server called Legacy UO, which is long since dead. But So we, there was a few people I had to call on, and uh, the majority of people from that server joined a, a guild called Hero, and that's where the origins of the Akasha Chill rivalry came from. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, I tried to get some background before, and, and I, I didn't get much uh, info, so you did know Akasha previously before the before Outlands? Yeah, so I think in 06, there was another server called, similar to like the branch of servers that IPY, PY2, Relpor, there was a server that would later have offspring called Angel Island, and it was a unique rule set on foot. As opposed to stat loss, you would get a trip to prison on a on an island called Angel Island Prison to either break out of jail or macro your counts out, and then you get released blue. It was a very uh, active server, and, and a lot of people felt fervent about it. But Akasha played there in 06, and I did. So he was uh, you know, a pretty solid tank, uh, Halley tank, PvPer, and uh, LOD was on that guild, as, uh, I mean on that server as well as a guild. We actually fought quite a bit on on that server in 06, and we I guess maybe we fought till 09, and I think he stopped playing, or he wasn't playing as much then. So we had a, a early history on another server, and then recently they've remade the server, and so all of our mutual acquaintances or UO friends were playing that server, and uh, I had been playing it. I thought for the most part the majority of the group I had kind of given like a loose, loose uh, idea of coming together as ex-Angel Island players and moving to Outlands because I had been beta testing Outlands for a while. I thought it was a wonderful server, man, and I wanted to get everyone in there together. Uh, the caliber of players that Angel Island had, it was very good, man. We had great players, ex-Siege Perilous players, so they were really tough and great PvPers. I mean, they were, they were kind of guys that, that get the job done, but... Uh, so I had stopped playing UO for about, a, a, like, I don't know, six months before Outland's release came out. And at that time, kind of wiggled his way in there and undercut my recruiting efforts because I was gone. And the people that I, I came back like a week before Outland's was launched to UO. And when I came back, they were all already, uh, already extremely organized in Discord in the Hero Guild. And uh, I got about 30% of those guys back. The server admin of the of that server ended up migrating over with Hero, but I got about thirty percent of the guys back, and that was the beginning of the LOD and Hero war. Yeah, I know Hero started the the server pretty strong. Uh, they haven't really been that much lately, but 
let's go in a different direction here. What brought you guys or brought you to, to Outlands? What attracted you to, to this shard? Is it just the, the population and, and PVP that would bring, or is there anything else? Uh, so I think in 2016, New Year's Eve, it's like the end of the night, man, and uh, I was a little bit lit up, a little toasted, and I was just Googling uh, Ultima Online in like 2016. I had, had just figured that UO would be dead by then, and somehow or another, like one forum linked to another forum, and I ended up in the Outlands Discord just kind of messing around and maybe talking a little smack in there. And so that's where I first came upon uh, Outlands, was I think in 2016, New Year's Eve, um, that Discord. And so I saw a lot of cool things I liked. So I stuck around in there, and uh, I'd eventually do maybe a significant bit of beta testing. But that's when I first ran into Outlands. Uh, I looked at a lot of the systems they had and the player base they had, and it seemed pretty rock solid to me. So so launch came around. You didn't maybe have the, the number of players you, you wanted with your with your only a week of recruiting, but how did launch go for you guys? Did you get the house you wanted or get the get plans in order for the launch? Oh man, yeah. I got very fond memories of launch. So I do this rush recruiting in three days. Just anybody that I was could possibly know as an acquaintance, uh, ex-former Angel Island players. I had been a 5X PVP or in hybrid, so I tried to use that angle to get people. And amazingly, I was able to pull... I think a, a hundred people uh, in the Discord within the first three days. I got a hundred people, and of those a hundred people, maybe there were fifteen that were dedicated and on board for the for the you know for the guild activities and such. So we started out, and uh, I remember the Shelter Island dungeon was a complete hell house. It was so packed. You oh God. Yeah. Lag. That thing was awful. Oh man. Yeah. The lag was, was terrible. You couldn't kill any mobs. I, I swear to God, I don't think I looted one mob in shelter Island dungeon. It's just by the time you get there, the, the corpse would be bone dry. You couldn't do enough damage on it. And, uh, it was just amazing. I was blown away. The population, it was the first time that uh, I think I've ever experienced the birth of a server with a population that would at one point in time peak it. 2k so that was amazing man that was really special for me yeah i think uh i think i hit 900 that first day maybe 650 and i mean they over over doubled that number in the next couple of weeks which is just incredible yeah for sure man so as far as like the houses go okay so we started at shelter island and we're all kind of you know keeping tabs we had a strategy set up we were going to farm the ogre lords that were like uh i think west of andaria there's a little double ogre lord tower up there so that was our original strategy uh we had some ambitions to get boats and and make stealthers and take over wrecks, uh, islands and stuff with our stealthers, killing them and getting the deeds. When, when push came to shove, we never got around to any of that stuff. But for the most part, it was just a lot of us killing mobs in dungeons. I remember we had a, a hell of a hard time getting horses. The horse, I think what happened was the horse spawns were um, too wide in their spawn radius. So a lot of times they'd be getting stuck inside of ponds and rivers and tiles that you couldn't tame them at. So you had a, a serious shortage of uh, of horses. And I remember at launch, if you had a horse, man, you were somebody, dude. You were doing it. I mean, you would just get slaughtered. I think there was like a couple reds that had like 50, 60 counts within the first couple of hours, and they all were on horseback, dude. So 
you know, you had to get a horse, otherwise you're just going to get PK'd for your 300 gold and 20 bandages, you know? Yeah, I guess if you if you went and just bought a horse in the stable master and you died in PvP, that horse would, you have to go spend another 750 gold, which would be no good at a, at a launch from golds at a premium. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So, you know, we had just kind of like a loose group of a, a Dexter newbies, like hovering around 70 skill. You got better skill gain in the dungeon, but you're losing out on gold, and there were so many plots to get, so little time. So I think the majority of LOD left Shelter Island. We had a couple really awesome key crafters that immediately left Shelter and started mining. And the mining wars were real, man. People were PKing each other like crazy in the mines. A mine PK was a viable build, even if it had 50 skills and archery. So that was really cool there. Our first house that LOD had was the very first house outside of Mausoleum. Ancient Alien, or Floop, owns that house now. Um, but when you go to recall to the entrance of Mausoleum, it's that first plot that was right there. I think that was the very first house we got. I had maybe one of the top 15 houses, and for whatever reason, and I kick myself to this day, whatever reason, dude, I love this overland spawn outside of Andoria. It's where a lot of people will tame the snowdrifts, and I put it near that overland spawn. It was like the, the first house there, but again, it was a top 15 house, and for whatever reason, I just put it there, not even you know, thinking of the future of how valuable Moongate House would be. I put mine next to my favorite overland spawn out of convenience and sake and i kick myself now but uh aside from that we had a a couple of the early houses uh one of our guys got a cambrian moongate house a lot of us just you know picked plots out of convenience like i did but there was no real pooling effort to get some huge guild house originally there was no huge lumberjack scheme like hero there was more of just a a more casual just kind of check-in as you go type deal we're all working on our characters, and so we didn't really get any of the key spots of the Moongates. We more just placed it casual overland spots. So where'd you guys head from there? And so you got a, a decent enough launch, you have, you have housing, and it, what kind of direction did you take LOD next uh, as far as boss content, you know, things like that? So we have about 15 dedicated LOD members out of a, maybe 100 people in the Discord. People are coming and going. We had... All these these names like Chad, the GM of, of Boys before he founded his guild, D Medici before he founded PvP, a couple members of money, you know, and they're seeing what was going to go happen with their guild before they came here. Uh, just we had a lot of interesting people. Gluttony was in there from STS. Also, all these like well-known people um, hanging out, talking, being part of the LD community there. Um, so we have 15 people, and, you know, we're all working together. We're bonding. We're spending a lot of time playing. I know some guys kind of no life did it for the first week, didn't sleep much, just playing, having a tremendous time, man, just like taking you back to the days when you used to play UO as kids. Uh, so everyone was having a blast, and uh, we started getting our skills up, and um, I kept recruiting, which is one of my strong points, I think, as a guild master, and so we got more and more people. So eventually um, – we thought, okay, hey, we got some characters now. We have 10, 15, 20, 25 people in Discord voice that all want some activities to do, you know what I mean? We have this awesome shard with all this unique content. Let's go out and explore it because a lot of people didn't do beta. So that's when we started getting into bosses. I think um, some of our first attempts at bosses, I think we went to with 25 Dexers. I, I mean, well, I take that back. There was maybe two, three mages, um, 
maybe like one or two archers and maybe 20 just like non-matching armor Dexter newbies marching down to Mausoleum Main Boss because the mini boss wasn't up what the main was. We went uh, marching in there and the elder vampires, man, they gave us a hell of a time on the way down. I mean, we we lost about half of our Dexters on the way down to the elder vampires and we finally get in the boss room and um, there was a uh, a guild called early guild called BYOB. It was, I guess, bring your own blacksmith. And they, okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So they were uh, the original Muslim griefers. They all had stealthing, and they would wait you to go try the bosses or the elder vampires, and they would just come over and loot your bodies. And uh, we ran in the boss room, twenty-five deep, like two, three mages, maybe one or two archers, and the boss's AOE is really, really harsh to newbie dexers, low resist no aspect and basically yeah just it just wiped us literally the first aoe we had like 20 bodies down there some of us made it away um we're all laughing and having a, a great time in discord it's epic there's a there's an army of us and these byb guys come over and they start looting and it just ensues it ensues to be a, a like a kind of a, a shit show almost you know and that was i think our very first boss attempt um after that, we hit the the easy minis like uh, Ossuary mini boss. We were doing that with three or four people every single day for for weeks and weeks and weeks. We started branching out to another easy mini boss, which is Maw's mini boss. Oh, uh, Nucera mini boss. We used to three man Nucera mini boss with summoners. Um, we started doing like Inferno mini boss, which is a really fun boss, man. As a matter of fact, all all the bosses are really fun and, and tremendously unique. Um, I had no idea prior to Outlands that you could make bosses like that because you always always been a champ system with waves. Like in retrospect, tremendously boring, monotonous. Okay, great, we killed a wave uh, a wave of slimes. Now we have to kill a wave of ratmen. Um, but these bosses, man, they they play like bosses out of a game like Zelda. You have a uh, you have to use a strategy. Um, they do really awesome, unique. Uh, graphical attacks, maneuvers, things that I never thought I'd so, I never thought I'd see in Ultima Online. I'm seeing for the first time in 2019. I'm thinking, wow, I'm really impressed, man. The server is, is awesome. It's amazing. It blew my expectations out of the water. And coming from a, a lifelong PvP, I said, dude, I like bosses, man. I want to do more bosses. They're a lot of fun, and everyone in our guild loved them, man. We, uh, we really did. So we started doing all the bosses. And I think um, from month two to four, I think those were uh, the the peak the peak times for LOD doing bosses, man. I think uh, we were probably doing roughly about 70% of bosses from, from month two to month four. I think the first month, Money Guild killed on bosses. They'd all done, they'd, they'd done beta testing. They had a strong launch as well, very organized. And I think they got a tremendous lead in that first month when everyone was kind of learning the ropes. Right, um, right. Yeah, after that, we, we kind of took over a lot from month two to four. But we did so many, many bosses, upgraded to main bosses, which were were fun too. Um, but as this was going along, we were all having a, a great time. Uh, the LED community was growing. We're getting more and more people. Um, 
you know, we had like, we're getting like 20, 30 guys in voice every night. All, all of us were bonding. Uh, it was the glory days, man, the golden ages. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. We all enjoyed it. We all got rich off. I know many, many LOD members that were there from the beginning made literally millions off of bosses. And it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. That's, that's where all the, the high end gear is. That's how you, that's how you get the aspect early and yeah, definitely great loot. It, 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 it's for sure one of the more unique systems in Outlands. I guess the the shrines are kind of similar to the old champion style of, of endgame content, whereas bosses are just really epic. And uh, that, that stuff's no joke. It takes a lot of coordination. I know all about the uh, Dexter army. That's all we can throw at it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this giant Dexter army. It doesn't really work that well. Um, but it's uh, that, that's cool to hear. Um, so, so what'd you guys do next after maybe that phase of your guild? Just to, just to touch on the, the BB Dex army. <laughs> uh, we had at one point in time, we had one of the most well-known and most viewed yo streamers called Moreland TV. And he actually streamed that, that first boss fight. And outside the dungeon, there was like, so there was obviously like 20 of us, but there was like 15 BB. And I sent a, I sent a DM to Papa Carl. Cause at that time I think he was playing, I said, hey, man, there's 15 of you guys. Do you want to go do Maul's boss with us? And I, I forget what he said, but um, I think they stopped at level two and, and were doing some other farming at the time. But, yeah, man, the, the BB Dex armor was real. I, I remember firsthand. So uh, uh, let's go ahead and move in another direction here. What, um, what kind of typical players are, are you looking for? I mean, you're out of the launch area. You're, you've, you're pretty well established here now. You're, we're five, six months into the server. You know, who are you looking to join LOD? Right, so uh, I think we've got pretty stringent recruiting requirements, but our I, for the most part, for the most, we're all middle-aged men. We have wives and children. We're averaging about maybe luckily one to three hours a night. Some nights we don't get to play, so I think overall we're pretty casual player base. But we like to be successful. We like to play at a high level. But for the most part, we're literally like the most average Joe guys. We all. Uh, wives, children, nine to fives, all that kind of stuff. And, um, so that's, there's that, uh, we can't really play as much as, as other guilds and we don't expect any new recruits to either. That being said, we're looking for somebody that's active. That's not going to play for out of hand amount and then burn out after lift a little while. We're looking for, um, somebody that's got like, I don't know, level four, five, six aspect or up and above somebody that can hold their own in PVP, but at the same time can also PVE not looking for a, um, complete noob. Uh, but we're looking for maybe a more skilled player. Um, where we don't take anyone under 18, uh, been there, done that, that that's not worked. We don't do immature players. We're looking for just, uh, just the same kind of guys we are, man. And, uh, hopefully they can, uh, hold their own in PVP. If not, we take them as they are, man. We'll we'll train them up, and we've got PVP training sessions. There's factions, which is like newbie loot. So that I mean, that's popular training facet for us. Uh, so we like to get um, maybe a couple more tamers in there, a lot more PVPers. Uh, and again, this is all just to protect LED's interests. And if it's CCCs or bosses or anything like that, we've got enough people we'd have enough people for the next five years we've got we've got a lot of people but uh i just see it as addition to the community man there's still a lot of of good people out there in the community 
we would like to see an LOD. Uh, so, you know, you're talking a little bit of PVP here. What uh, what kind of rivalries do you have? You, you mentioned uh, Akash's Guild and uh, that there's Wrecked. What, what's, come, what's some big rivalries for LOD? Who you guys notoriously fought uh, the last couple months? All right, so um, just I'll do a quick rehash of the hero rivalry. So Akasha had kind of, and, and it's, I'm partially to blame, I had quit UO for six months prior to Atlan's launch, and I just kind of left some feelers out there with a, a lot of people in that uh, ex-Angel Island community about, hey, let's make an ex-Angel Island guild at launch. And I quit UO, and he came along, and he was very organized and methodical in his recruiting, and he more or less swept all that. And I didn't know about this until I came back about two, three days prior to launch. So I immediately, I immediately had the animosity towards Akasha, who even before then we'd been PvP rivals. So that just added fuel to the fire. So our whole thing at, at LOD was, yeah, bosses and getting started and community and helping each other and stuff. But we're like, okay, our enemies are going to be hero. Those are going to be our rivals. We're going to kill them in dungeons, more or less KOS, which is kill on site. Um, so we kind of turned up a lot and there were, there were like, we had a bad week. Maybe we might lose a boss of them or somebody else. And then there'd be good weeks where we might get all their bosses and all their mini bosses and stuff. But I think, uh, there were certain weeks, a couple concurrent weeks where we really turned up the pressure and almost made a pressure cooker of that guild. And, uh, you know, I had, I had guys from, um, here messaging me to sell their island plots uh it kind of was like the pressure and and me being friends with a lot of guys on in that guild uh was kind of crumbling the guild from the inside and so i saw the, the collapse of hero coming we were just putting too much pressure on him and from from my viewpoint i don't think akasha was getting the production he wanted from his guild members because when we turned up the pressure we saw the percentage of that guild's participation just plummet i mean they went from maybe being able to field 20 to be able to field five after two three weeks of us taking all their bosses and things got really bad and, and then that guild collapsed um and so after that collapse okay we're like okay we need new rivals so i think after that our new rivals were money guild and they were, you know, tremendous adversaries, much respect, uh, good guild, good PVPers. Yeah, yeah, they're still a pretty strong force here in Outlands. Yeah, they're, they're certainly elitists, man. Uh, so, I mean, I'll give them their due, their due props. They're a good guild, organized, all that stuff. But I, uh, I'm not too keen on their leadership. I feel like with great, res- uh, great power comes great responsibility. And uh, I'm not very pleased with the way that, if you will, the premier or the number one guild in prestige. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the leadership there. I think he uh, has the potential to be a really positive force in the Outlands community. And I don't think he is, but anyway, so I think today at this point in time, our number one rival, uh, because the, the money guild thing's been going on for a while. It's maybe a little bit stale. Maybe we want new enemies. Um, I think right now our target's set on wrecked. Because uh, they do like the similar guild. They like the PVE. They do bosses like we do. A little bit of PVP, not much. Um, and in and, and LOD's direction, um, through my leadership, I think that uh, I wouldn't mind repeating 
a hero on direct because a very similar guild, a lot of the same members too. I think they're very susceptible to outside pressure, man. As a matter of fact, we turned up on them uh, recently and we've seen a lot of their members uh, leave to guilds like SUP. Um, a few of them left to boys. Uh, you know, I can't stress enough the importance of getting large um, PvP battle victories at bosses, at Corpse Creek. All these different things factor into, uh, you know, how successful a guild's going to be, and it tests the uh, the limits to see how the leadership handles loss and and you know. Yeah, people people don't like to lose at all. Not at all. Yeah, they'll be cool with the with the ship as long as it's going. When that ship starts to sink, they'll they'll bail on it in a hurry. I don't know that's happened with Wrecked currently, but I would like to get the opposing story from a, from Akasha's guild. I don't know if Kasha would, would ever come on here, but maybe someday I'll, I'll get that interview to hear his side of what happened to Hero. Wrecked is a, is a cool opponent, I think, for you, because they're uh, equally sized, probably equally skilled. I think it's, uh, you know, you're not, you're not fighting above your weight class. You're not fighting below it. Uh, they'll put up a fight for you guys for sure. So that seems like a good, uh, a good rivalry to have, I think. It's probably healthy for the server as well. You know, you don't want a big guild beating up a small one. The strategy behind us going up to Wrecked is because we want to, and to be fair, we want to crush Wrecked. We want to crush Wrecked, and with their remains, we want to build up LRD into a top-tier opponent for Money Guild. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to see Money Guild be successful in the server. I think... You know, they're not good for the server. I think the server deserves better, man. This is a, an amazing server. And to have a group as toxic as Money Guild that exploits bugs, uh, that raid shrine bosses as in killing newbies with 70 skills and store-bought armor shrines. I mean, it, it, it kind of, uh, it's it's frustrating to me to see people uh, do that. They would, because they're abusing their power. Um, they're airlining large other PK guilds to achieve these means of, of owning these noobs and shrines. Um, but I think one of the things that irritates me the most with that guild is that they were beta testers, and so they were able to find all these different bugs. And instead of turning the bugs in, they would turn around and using them, they're using these bugs, they have this long list of bugs. They're using these bugs against LOD at these big battles, these big 30-on-30 at Mount Petrum main boss. They're down there throwing fields on teleporters, which is supposedly not allowed. They're finding workarounds in there. We slaughter 15 of their reds at a 30v30 battle at Mount Petrum, and then they've got these uh, these bugs to make their reds now. They can attack blues. And all these things were reported and documented, and no punishments were ever given out. But it was just tremendously frustrating me as a, as a guild master and a player. And I also as a beta tester that actively tried to build Outlands up to see a group of beta other beta testers abuse these bugs that they could have turned in and made Outlands that much better. Yeah, you're not the only person to say that or have similar stories from that guild. I don't, I mean, I don't know personally what's all true because I haven't seen most of it. But that's definitely the, uh, the perception community-wise, that they're, they'll exploit before report. But, I mean, I don't know. The bans aren't issued. We're not really hearing anything from, from uh, Luthus and Owen about it. So kind of uh, maybe take it with a grain of salt what actually is going down there. So, I mean, that's the number one goal, LOD, is we want to dethrone, dehorse, money guild, long-term, short-term. They've got tremendous 
prestige lead. Good for them. They know life did. They played a lot. You know, more props to them, man. I wish I was in their situation to play that much. They're probably enjoying it a lot. So they've earned that. They've earned the number one spot. They've played enough to warrant that number one spot. I've said my piece on them. Let's say they they got the number one spot. We have a new system coming in very shortly with the the new prestige, not prestige, but the chain system that lets you summon bosses. They even hint that it has maybe a new system for some protection around that from, for being raided for a little bit. There's the Omni boss. Are you excited for any of those? And, and what do you think that means for LOD? Oh yeah, not only am I very excited at the just at the idea of an Omni boss and how cool that word sounds, Omni boss, but I think the whole guild is is very excited as well. Um, I know a lot of our guys that started launch are kind of getting um, maybe the content, the new content's not coming as fast as they'd like, so perhaps they're a little bit burned out. But I think as soon as the new patch gets released, it's gonna re- reinvigorate LED's base and, and reinvigorate a lot of the server and a lot of the, the boss fights. I think it's going to make the, as soon as the patch comes out, it's going to make the importance of getting early bosses and these boss fights so much more important. So you're going to see a tremendous amount of activity at bosses. You're going to see a huge influx of players get recruited into, into boss guilds or PVE guilds. Um, I, I personally am going to go out on a limb here and say LODs can be the first people on the server to kill the Omniboss. I said it. You can quote me. We're getting that Omniboss first. We're in the, uh, everyone in the guilds, we're on the same page. Uh, you know, I'm glad that the Money Guild could get some of these bosses and a lot of experience and wreck to get the experience too because I want it to be as competitive as possible. But, you know, I think we absolutely have the personnel, the experience, and the leadership to get the Omniboss first. So, that's what we're going for, man. Um, the, the chain link sounds like an excellent end game system. You know, like Owen said in his podcast, the end game items were beginning given out. Uh, they were given out too easily. So hopefully the, the chinks have a real significance, a real rarity there. So I'm looking forward to that. One thing I wanted to touch on, which is somewhat related to that, is that I know they're getting ready to release um, Guild Islands. Oh, right. Too. Yeah, the, the prestige stuff for, for your guild, right? So the more points you get, you can unlock hues and clothing stuff and, and guild islands, which that's a huge goal. I forget what the guild island number is. It's it's a lot. The way I feel about that is uh, LOD already has a guild island and Money Guild doesn't. They've, they've got a, a caravan on theirs. So that's the thing they've been asking for is that is that island. And we already have it. So I don't know, man. I, I'm not really terribly motivated to get that much higher. Because we already have it. I mean, maybe we'll get something else instead. I, I just don't see it, man. Kind of was blindsided. I just thought that somebody getting a unique island made by a GM was just like a myth. But it turns out it's real, man. I think Owen reached deep in his satchel and, and had to pull something out. I mean, I, I don't know how much thought he had put in it. But he mentioned on the podcast that people were starting to reach 5K prestige. And he had promised something uh, for guilds. And this is what they came up with. The numbers seem so far out now that I don't know who or when they'll reach it. But yeah, it's definitely a thing. He can't place it on the overland, so it has to be an island so it can be off the the map, right? So you can't you can't use up existing space. So uh, yeah, it's a huge goal for anyone that that cares about it. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I mean it's a tremendous goal. It's uh, absolutely a long term goal. Um, I know it's going to diminish our guild island. 
its value. Uh, we we have one already. Uh, so I know it's the only Guild Island so far. So, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of cool that they can reach the level that LOD's at in that regard. Um, that's pretty cool there too. But well, uh, I know of a couple of the Guild Island. I know of at least one. Jack Scallywag. He he took me out on his boat, and uh, they had a whole island locked down just for them. But that's what they care about. That those guys live for the sea content. Cheers, so man. Not, Props to them, dude. Not surprised. Oh yeah, it's such it's a nice feature to have as a guild. Your personality here on on Outlands is definitely that of a, what I like to call a, a heel character. You know, you, are you familiar with, with uh, wrestling? You're, you're the bad guy. People love to hate. Seems like, which I think is fine. That gives someone that gives people some some reason to go out and fight. A, a good example of you playing this type of personality is really just your uh, your recruitment post in Discord, which you you put up a couple days ago, and you kind of call out. All the big guilds, and uh, and you give people reasons to to come to your guild. Oh yeah, that gem. It's, it's, That's a real gem right there. <laughs> yeah, I'll read a, a little part of it. Um, Be a part of the boys' wave that's migrating over now. So you're calling out boys. Uh, is your GM sub twenty and terribly immature? Do they have zero ability to do bosses? Does your GM lack the backbone to go toe to toe with large alliances? We have none of those problems. I would encourage anyone unsatisfied, unsure of their future DM. I mean, it's on and on it goes, right? So you're, uh, it's definitely that of someone that loves to stir controversy and, uh, and just go right at people's throats, it seems like, and, and, and get that, that hate. Uh, while at the same time recruiting. So does this actually help your recruitment, do you think? Do you, do you get the players you want from, from this style of recruiting? I think we got about six since I posted that that mentioned that. We've declined, I don't know, maybe 10 more, so about 16. Um, you know, I think it doesn't, it's not like a boom, everyone quits at once. I think it puts a crack in a foundation. And, and please don't take any offense to this, but it puts a crack in a foundation of a guild like BB where they're not doing bosses, they've been farming for forever. I'm sure they've got plenty of gold, but... You know, you can only kill so many monsters, man. You want to kill these cool, dynamic bosses. And maybe it puts a crack in a guild like BB. Um, maybe boys loses a fight and their GM yells at them like they're children and they're like 36 and stuff like that. I mean, who knows? Oh, I've, I've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I think that I'm a, I'm a dynamic player and uh, I'm a dynamic GM. And I think UO is so old, it's 20 years plus, I've been playing for 20 years, that UO, not in general, has gotten stale, but it's the players that, that make UO fun. You know what I mean? Because you could just play any RPG instead of an MMORPG. It's the players that make it fun. So I just try to keep UO exciting. I don't like it for it to get stale. I like dynamic players. I'm a dynamic player. And so I, I like to keep everything lively. I like to invigorate my base. I like to kind of fire everyone up a little bit. You're right. Do your players respond to this? Do, do you find, or do you have, do you have players inside your guild, you know, maybe talk to you privately like, Hey man, like that's maybe that's a bit much, maybe dial back some or, or do, do people tend to have your back, you know, inside and out? You no, know, I, I think I put a lot of smiles on, on LOD guild members faces on a daily basis, man. And I think they, they appreciate it, dude. And I'll talk a little bit about the origins of LOD. It started in 2000 on a server, actually maybe one of the first private servers called Legends of Darkness. It was Mungo, Bla Mungo, uh, sorry, Moonglow based, so it was on the island. 
The rest of the world was blocked off with boulders or whatever else. And there were gates to dungeons. I think it was T2A because that's all there was back then. It was a sphere server. It eventually went down, I think, in 2003. There were three renditions of it. Legends of Darkness 1, Legends of Darkness 2, Legends of Darkness 3. So after the third one went down, a large group of the ex-players that played there uh, got together and we formed this guild, Legends of Darkness, just based on the fun times we had on this Mungo, Munglo-based server. And from there, we, I think the, like, we played on a little bit on, uh, like, the very, very, very first Run UO Gamer servers. Uh, we played on all the other big servers or whatever, just this the small group of us. And we eventually came to the, the server, Angel Island, I keep mentioning. Um, and from there, LOD morphed into an elite PK guild with maybe, like, I don't know, we could field five members, tops five like just five, all PKs, and all we would do is PK and PvP, and a very elite group of players there, but man, we used to just take on everybody, we were, we were pit bulls, so at the very core of LOD, there's that maybe pit bull mentality of, you know, let's fight everybody, I'm trying to instill a little bit of that in this current guild that is much more friendly, PvE friendly, and PvM friendly, but at the, the very core of, of LOD has very maybe violent beginnings. So we don't have an issue with uh, beefing with guilds, or at least I don't as guildmaster. And um, I think that mentality is transferring over to a lot of LOD players that, that say, hey, um, it's more fun to fight people in Ultima Online than it is to be friends with them. We're not, a, we're not like a bunch of griefers. You're not going to see us res killing newbies or killing newbies in Oshuary level one and stuff like that. It's not about griefing. I think it's just about the, the warlike mentality the mentality of domination there. So I, I, I didn't play with, with you on those other shards, but was your play style there the same as in you're going to rile the community up, you're going to play the, the heel, be the person that they, they love to hate? Did you do the same thing there, or were you more... It was even worse there, man. It was much more worse. I think in... Uh, I think I checked my UO Gamers forum account in 01, and I think I ended, I ended up getting banned from that forum. I, me- I remember... I played Angel Island for like four or five years in 06, maybe 06, 05. It was up for the longest time. It was ran by the GM Adamant, who was the famous uh, comic guy. A lot of people know him. He's very famous. I think his comics are still on, maybe Stratix or something. So yeah, we, we played there. And um, on that server, I was the villain too. You know, very dynamic player there. You know, good at PvP. I, I've been fairly yeah, see, good I, at PvP. I, 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 say, I say heal and you say, you say dynamic. So I like our choice of words. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Like I said, it's my story. I'll tell I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, so um, why do you antagonize so many players here on the server? It's not even so much that uh, you might win your fight, but then after you win your fight, you're going you're gonna to run your mouth too, which is I mean, that's typical of a PvP, I guess. But it, that's going to bring this... Uh, this backlash against you too is do you just welcome that usually or is it is it a part of your persona a part of your guild you know um i think i just that i have this thirst for the tears of the defeated man i think that's what it is no i'm <laughs> kidding but um that's an evil line term where you uh drink the tears or is that from yeah it might be from uh south park uh, who knows it's just so many mmos and so much online game playing but um I, you know, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me too much, man. I just, um, I think there's just a lot of bullshit that goes on in Discord, a lot of bullshit players. And I think that uh, I'd like to sometimes like to be the, the voice of reason 
and calling people out on their bullshit. It's just, I don't know, maybe not even a hobby of mine, but it's just something that I do. And like I said, it doesn't bother me. I don't think it bothers anyone else in my guild. Most people get a laugh out of it. They know that that's who I am as a person. Um, I get to express myself. Uh, I'm a unique person, and uh, everyone, you know, enjoys that about me and gives me, I suppose, a bit of charisma to them. Um, and, and people like people who aren't cookie-cutter people. People like people that think individually and uniquely. Um, and so that's something that I think I add to the community and I add as a guild member. Um, I think that overall the responses have been great, man. We've had uh, a lot of guilds, you know, like, for example, LED's allied to CNN, a very powerful guild too. Maybe one of the more if not the most powerful alliance right now is LED and CNN because they're they're fielding 10, 12 all red mages that uh, exhale brilliantly, sink heal brilliantly, and uh, you know we bring a lot to the table too, and so we're winning CCCs left and right, winning factions left and right, uh, doing bosses with impunity. You know, I I get uh, I could I've had all the, a lot of key alliances, big alliances. I had alliance with Sin, which. You know, had I want to keep, I could have keep kept, but uh, I felt like we were contributing a lot more than they were. You know, I could have had a couple alliances. You're talking about your your uh, your current alliances, the past alliances. Yeah, I'm talking about the current and past alliances. Correct. You're currently allied with CNN. Is that it, or do you have do you have more in the works? No. So us and CNN are allied, and I think we're going to keep it that way, where it's just us two. I mean, it seems right. We're we're really close. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff, to activities together, share voice together. Good group of guys. I like them tremendously. They like us. Rock solid. So I think we're going to keep that. We were uh, allied with a guild called Goon for a while. That was very, very, very beginning. So I think it was Goon, then Sin, and then CNN. I think that's been it. There, there was some brief talk with SUP because I know the, the GM of SUP really likes my, as you call it, persona in Discord. We get along brilliantly. I think that us, Elodie and Sup are friends, and uh, potentially, if we ever felt the need, maybe we could be more than that. There was like a brief time when we were allied, and we left on, on good terms or whatever. Just we were with both under the agreement that, you know, if we need help fighting Money Guild or whatever, that we would rather kill Money Guild noobs than, you know, fight each other. Because obviously they're very hated. Um, so it's like, yeah, the the alliance with uh, CNN is working great. Tremendously happy with it. Everyone in the guild loves it. They like us. We like them. So I think we're going to keep it with just that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know. Uh, I wonder about your. You've you buried the, the relationship with with Wrecked, and and you guys have have been fighting them, like you said lately. But that is that would be your best alliance to actually overthrow a, a money guild for for content here. I would think. Instead, you're fighting, trying to burn burn that bridge. I'm not a guild leader, and you probably can't go back and, and fix that relationship now anyways. But you know, we're watching the, the the two medium-sized guilds fight it out while the while the big guild, the big boy here, just keeps doing his thing. Yeah, the plot thickens, man. Wouldn't that be something if LOD and Wrecked allied? I think uh, originally Wrecked, before the animosity started between us, I think Wrecked had put out a, uh, a soft offer out there for Lions, and we turned it down. But... Uh, I think that whatever guild takes on Money Guild, 
as they as they say for reals, whatever Gil takes him on, is going to need to be large. It's going to be unified. I don't think that two guilds broke with broken communication and not shared voice and two entities are going to be able to take him out. I think it's going to have to be one guild that wins the battle between Wrecked and LOD that's going to have to unify a lot of uh, maybe smaller guilds and get them in and it's going to have to have a really solid, solid group of guys that's going to beat them. Um, but you know what I think? I think at the rate that Money Guild's playing, I almost expect them to burn out, man. I really do. They were just playing way too much. You can, I don't think you can play that much you after 20 years without getting burned out. Yeah, can't can't maintain it. Uh, what uh, what what's what are you most excited for? Uh, and it's coming in the future for Outlands. Okay, so I think number one is Omni Bosses. It's going to be lovely. I'm looking forward to that. I think number two is probably going to be Faction Sigils because I know it's going to invigorate a lot of LED's base. Um, I'm really interested to see what systems come out as far as. Um, rewards and incentivizing faction sigils. I'm looking forward to the uh, increase of damage to basic e-bolts and explodes because typically the majority of the PVPers have came from servers where a sync dump, which is explode e-bolt times two with two players, it, it kills a player. And in this server, a lot of situations it doesn't. So I'm looking forward to that as far as a PVP change. But I think that's my top three. Yeah, does does that change fix that? Does, does it cause a... Uh synced up from two to kill a player with those tweaks? I think that uh, just from reading it, I think that's the intention, but I've yet to go on test center and find out myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really an experienced PVP either, but that it is a like five, 10% damage boost, something like that. So it, that might be the case. Uh, so if you could change one thing though, what, what would that be? You think that's a really, that's a million dollar question. That's a tough one, man. Um, Hmm. Or you know maybe something in the past that you wish had gone down differently. Uh, I think some kind of change. My that they missed main over. thing with this server was I wish that uh, Money Guild had been held responsible for all the exploits they'd done. I think that it really bothered me. It really bothered my guild that they were habitually abusing the the systems and getting whatever they want, uh, and they were being documented. Man, they were being recorded. And it didn't seem like they were getting punished. And so it put a damper in my experience. So I think that was maybe the, the biggest annoyance I've had with the server thus far. But, I mean, that's a small thing in a, in a very overall positive experience, man. Outlands has been amazing. It's been a really good UO experience. Yeah, I like to be impartial here. So uh, I would love to get someone from that guild on to to maybe speak on that too and, and give their side or, or their opinions on it. I, I know it's definitely allegations that get thrown out against them a lot, but I don't know, I don't know how true it is. So uh, I definitely love to hear from, from someone in that guild. So I'll try to get that in the works here in the next couple of weeks. We can see if we can hear from someone in money. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear it too. I'd, I would certainly tune in. Uh, yeah. Anything else, anything, anything we missed or anything else you want to talk about? Oh, so uh, I think another thing is that, um, there was a guild on here called Meat. Uh, there was a, a, a few players in it um, from a variety of shards. A few, they're pretty well known. They were all in, in uh, LOD on the on the server that came out in 2017, uh, where LOD we we were we started there, and uh, or, or 
Elodie as a guild was there, and we took complete control over that server. It was a small server. It was one of the clones of Angel Island. So we took immediate control, had a blast, just completely ran the server. Probably a little too big for such a small server. And that's the, because the success of me starting that guild on there, that's the only reason why I think I wanted to, to be a guild leader on uh, Outlands because the the past success and I felt like I owed it to those guys that were still fairly active um, and there were a lot of other guys too we've got a guy that played on the original Legends of Darkness in 2000 in the guild and we've got a couple other guys that have been there with us in the journey from 2000 to 2019 which is really special and cool but um, for for me as, as a GM uh, a lot of people realize it's a tremendous constraint on your your time you spend a lot of time doing managerial things um a lot of time playing peacemaker a lot of time uh organizing things and maybe not so much time being able to play as a solo player or maybe the play style you want to play um so although you know i would absolutely be a guild master again in a heartbeat i love led to death um there's there's pros and cons to to being in such a role i mean uh, a bit of anonymity and uh, being able to to roam such a beautiful map freely would be a, a wonderful thing. But LED is such a, a big guild that there's literally something going on all the time. And that was actually a big complaint was that um, a lot of people in LED felt like there was actually too much going on as a guild that we were doing bosses 24-7 and there was always PvP and stuff like that. A lot of people feel like they couldn't do as much character development and there's a lot as much as uh, world wandering kind of bullshitting around as they'd like to do so I think in the in the recent months maybe particularly the last month uh, I feel like uh, LED as a guild felt very much accomplished in the boss scene and, and everything else and so we kind of gave took a step back and let a lot of our members uh, kind of get a breath of fresh air to do as they want without without as much uh, objective playing like okay we need to do x amount of bosses a day and we need to do this many faction struggles so i think that's been really healthy for our guild um i think that led as a guild is not at full strength right now we have so many inactive players that started at launch they got burned out because we all were loved Atlan so much we played it so much and then maybe we burned out month three month four but from what i hear man um I'm getting a lot of interest in this Omniboss, man. So I expect when this patch comes out with the Omniboss that uh, we'll see a surge in the overall population and probably uh, a very big surge in the LOD population again as we compete for the Omniboss. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right. Uh, your guild's going to surge. I think my guild will surge. Uh, you know, so will just a whole population of Outlands will. Uh, it's, it's the biggest chunk of content we've had dropped on us in... For, you know, forever really, uh, which is surprising because dang, the server is only six months old. We don't deserve this much content this fast, but, uh, you know, we're getting it. So I think we'll take it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gladly, man. I know we ate up cavern for sure. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, uh, Omni bosses, you may be the first one to get it. I don't know that you get to keep it because you get a, what a, a 10 minute window or something <laughs> to, to kill it yourself, which is probably impossible. And yeah, I know that's then, a lot, man. And then the whole that's server will be there on top of you, uh, which will be a, a glorious shit show, which, uh, I'm sure everyone wants to, wants to see. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you what, man, 
Uh, as a favor to you, I think when we do get the Omni Boss, I'll get one of our guys to stream it with a huge delay. So that way, at least the first Omni Boss will be documented. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, if it happens, you know, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see it. I, I'm not so sure it'll be you, but I think uh, you've got as good a shot as, as any of the other guilds. So, you got anything else we want, we want to talk about? or? You know, I think that, that more or less wraps it up. Just, I guess, maybe a bit more background information on me. Uh, 98UO player, I think just hanging out with friends one day, school friends, and a buddy called me over to his house, and I experienced Ultima Online the first time. And so we started playing Ultima Online together. Uh, originally, I think you if you, you got a month for free, so did that, experienced it, liked it. Uh, I think we, we were playing on three servers back then. We were playing on Test Center, AOL Legends, and Atlantic. Um, having a blast. Yeah, just having a lot of fun, man. Just I was just asking about quests and stuff like that. And so we played those servers until, uh, I think... Um, Tramel came out and then we moved to free free servers and uh that's again right at the same time that legends of darkness came out um and it came out on a system called ultima online gateway or uo gateway uh developed by a guy named mixture fix it and so uh sphere Wolfpack. um this was pre this was pre uh gamers came out um pre-serve uo pre-run uo um Maybe the, the glory days of the golden age of free servers. That was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, maybe the glory days of buggy servers, I imagine. But, yeah, it might have been cool to, to be there at Ground Zero for sure. But yeah, absolutely. I, as a matter of fact, I think I actually had a staff character on one of the original RunUO Gamers um, servers. I started as a counselor, and uh, they told me, I think, and this was in 01 or 2000, I think they told me I'd get a, a promotion if I built a new dueling arena. And so I spent... I don't know. It was over the course of a couple of days. I spent like a few hours building it, and um, I thought it looked good. I thought it looked really good. Uh, and they, the guy came and looked at it, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, it looks like shit." Just deleted the whole arena I just built, man. And then uh, eventually, I think I just quit being a staff member on that server after he did that. But funny story back in the day. Oh man, yeah. Uh, you know, Owen's done a great job on uh, the map stuff here. And uh, I had one moment where I got to decorate my house and I immediately recognized that I am freaking glad I don't have his job. We would have a complete shit show here on the server if I was responsible for decorating and, you know, building the map. It, it's amazing here what he's done in Outlands. Um, I think it's a big part of why. Oh, tremendously. It's a big part of why this thing took off like it did. The amount of work that he has to do and more so Luthius has to do, like... The coding job that Luthius has done here is certainly one of a kind. Uh, you just don't see you don't see the the level of coding and and thought on any other servers but Outlands. Truly a, a unique one of a kind server. Ten out of ten, absolutely best server that's been made. Uh, maybe not best rule set to be fair, but best server all things considered. Outlands, hands down. All right, I think it's a good place to end it, man. Thanks for for making time to come on here and talk to me and, and share your shot your side of the story. I definitely loved hearing it. And uh, if anyone on here wants to wants to refute this or have the opposing podcast, you know, hit me up and and we could talk. I, I, I'd like to get multiple viewpoints. So he threw some shade out there to Cash or our Money Guild. He threw some shade out there to maybe the 
who else you throw shade at? Whoever else wants to uh, come on here and refute it, you know, come on here and we can hear the the opposite side of the story. Thanks for having me, brother. Had fun. Thanks. All right. Thank you, man. Catch us next week. Um, I've got a, a bunch of shows coming out in the next couple of weeks. We've got one with uh, Trammy Surprise. He's going to go over his PvP vids, his tutorial videos. Uh, I got another Orc Part 2, an Orc Part 1 with uh, with Nerul, Aya, Kilgu. And they'll, they'll tell you all about what it's like to be an Orc here in Outlands. I've got one with Chief Swirling Axe, who's going to cover the griefing playstyle here in Outlands. So that'll be an interesting one. Uh, I need questions for that guy too. So, all right, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace.